Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. For over 175 years, four purposes have defined Hillsdale's mission, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to our brothers and sisters at Hillsdale for their great sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Number is 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. I have a treat for you. Tatiana Ibrahim. Who's Tatiana Ibrahim? She's a mother. She's an everyday American. She's a regular citizen. And she lives in Westchester County, New York, a town called Carmel. And she needed to say something to her local school board. And I'm playing this at length. Not because I have time to kill. I don't have time to kill. This is the last show of the week. You only have three hours. And when you count commercials, it's not even three hours. It's because she's demonstrating what one person could do in a school board meeting. Now, you've heard others, too, and this is very important. And I watched this. And as I watched this, one of the things that did kind of concern me is... She should have been there and backed by 100 or 200 of her, of her fellow parents. But we'll talk all about this in the months ahead. But I want you to listen to Tatiana Ibrahim, a mother in Carmel, New York, who is sick and tired of what her school is doing. And she sounds like a listener to the Mark Levin radio show. Let's check it out. Cut nine, go. My name is Tatiana Ibrahim, and I'm here for the first time. I'm here tonight not only as a community member, but as a parent in this district. Recently, you sent out a survey wanting to know why parents were not voting yes for this budget. So my, my situation, my vote for no is a little different. I think the Board of Education and those sitting on the panels are thieves. I think they're liars and have committed treason against our children. My message to this district and the members of the Board of Ed, 
stop indoctrinating our children. Stop teaching our children to hate the police. Stop teaching our children that if they don't agree with the LGBT community, that they're homophobic. You have no idea each child's life. You don't know what their family lifestyle consists of. You don't know the makeup of their, of, of their life. You have children like mine who is Muslim and I'm Christian and everyone would think they would never believe that of her, right? Because the way she looks, or according to Miss Cyrus, she's too pasty white. Ma'am, ma'am, excuse me, I'm up, up here. We're, we're not allowed to use names. If you have something you'd like to discuss about a specific person, you can call the superintendent or leave your info for her to call you tomorrow. Why are we not allowed to discuss names? Why am I not allowed when they purposely themselves expose themselves on social media talking about calling for the death of a former president or saying that any child that doesn't believe in Black Lives Matter should be canceled out? Is this what my tax dollars is paying for? You're teaching my children and other children that if they believe in God Almighty, they're part of a cult. These educators put their own names out there. We have Mr. Barry who took it upon himself with Miss Cyrus to create a curriculum. That should be it. Do you want the proof? I have the proof. You created a curriculum of Black Panther indoctrination. Ma'am. You use taxpayers' dollars. Can I ask you one more time? I, I, I have no issue hearing what you have to say. But why, are, why can we not let the public speak? Why can't we let the public know that you're teaching our children to go out and murder our police officers? That Do you want the proof? I have the proof. Is that what scares you, the proof? That a parent actually standing up against all of you? Is that what scares you to call out the names of these people? You work for me. I don't work for you. You have a duty. We are entrusting our children to you. We teach our children morals, values, when they grow up to commit crimes and end up in prison and kill a police officer. It's our fault? No, it's your fault. You're emotionally abusing our children and mentally abusing them. You're demoralizing them by teaching them communist values. This is still America, ma'am. And as long as I'm standing here on this good ground earth of God, I will fight. Walk out. And I'm not, this is not the last of me you will see. I'm retired. I have nothing else better to do. We can do it peacefully or we can take it to the highest courts because you know and I know I'm not the only parent fighting this all across America right now. Schools are trying to poison our children's minds, teaching them about things that they have no right to be taught in school. So, so normally, I'm just going to, if you don't mind, I'm going to just give you just a feedback for a moment. I have no problem having a peaceful discussion. This is not a peaceful discussion. No, that's your opinion. See, here we go again. This oh. is peaceful. To me, this is peaceful. Well, I'm not burning, okay. looting, and murdering. This is peaceful. No, I did not accuse you of that, but I, would, I don't have a problem having a conversation with you, a peaceful conversation, which is this is not. Six ninety-five per child in the middle school to buy a curriculum from readtome.org that wasn't even approved 
by the, by the Board of Ed. The administrators took it upon themselves to buy these books with taxpayer dollars while COVID is going on. How many families are struggling to pay their mortgages? Cut 10, go. Listen, by all means, you want to teach kids these things, fine. Don't do it on my dollar. Don't infringe on my religious beliefs. Don't infringe. Do you know who makes up the majority of this district? Children from police officers' families. Blues. Back the blue children. Do you know what these children feel like when they come home? Have you spoken to them? No. You're silencing them. This whole cancel culture. You're silencing the children. Where are their rights? They have no rights. Because if they don't believe in the indoctrination, the demonic, twisted, sneaky, vile acts and and, and, and education, if you call it that, that you're teaching our children, they don't agree with that. They're either homophobic, they're part of a cult, they, 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 they're racist. What, what's, what's racist? Who defines racist? Why? Because I'm, do you know what race I am? Do you? You don't. You don't even have a, a, an idea. I could be black. I could be white. I could be Asian. You don't know. Who are you to determine that? Who is anyone to determine that? You know what? Children in the school system, children like other children, they don't look at color. Black and, ch- black and white children, Hispanic children, you know why they get along? Because they don't look at each other's color. So you're the racist. Not them. Not us. You're judging and dividing. You're causing segregation. Everything that we fought for, everything that I fought for for years. So you have the right to stand here and tell me I'm not allowed to mention a name when the person, the Mr. Barry and Miss Cyrus themselves, you have ELA teachers giving out uh, assignments on police murder. Police are bad. You want the proof? Okay. Because we have it. What policy do you have that teachers are not allowed to go on social media and indoctrinate? They took an oath, a responsibility, and they're they're going against everything that they stand for. End. Well, I understand. End it? End it? I have to end it? So why? Why? You're on my dollar. Why? Well, actually, I, I, I work for nothing doing this. Oh, you work for nothing. Oh. I do. This is a volunteer position, number okay. one. It's number still two. my taxes paying for everything. I, that, I, I this podium is every taxpayer's dollar here. Uh, we have rights. We have rights. And, and you're making general assumptions? No, I'm not making assumptions. Oh, I'm not. I just, know what I'm speaking about. See, you know I don't I'm agree not, with you, engage. so it's an assumption. Well, I'm not going to engage in a back and forth with you about this. So if you would like to make an appointment, I would be happy to sit with the superintendent. I don't, I don't want to. The superintendent, uh, the assistant superintendent already sent an email and stated that they had no idea that these books were being put on, in, in the students' hands. The superintendent already stated that they had no idea that the funds of taxpayers were supporting this. Black Panthers, do you know Black Panthers is a domestic terrorist group? Do you know that it was, it was, it was condemned as a, as a terrorist group? Do you know they kill cops? I have a problem when you're trying to kill a police officer. I have a big problem with that. I have a problem when teachers are passing out flyers, recruiting children to go to, to the courthouse, to protest Black Lives Matters, when you have people sitting with, with, with signs that says all cops are bastards. Really? All cops are bastards? No, I think you people are because the way you're acting yeah. and the way you're treating our children and our police officers yeah. and making them believe that it's okay to abuse them, I'll be damned if I'm going to sit here and yeah. let you do that. You, you, no, you I'm, I 
will become your worst nightmare because I'm going to stand here and keep fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting. Thank you. And if not, um, we, I can actually go out, get signatures. What happens if we stop paying school taxes? You're going to arrest all the community, the majority of the community? No, I don't think so. And finally, cut 11. This won't be the last of me. I want everyone to know what's going on because you're hiding it. You're hiding it. You know who does that? Communists do that. That's what you're doing. Recruiting children. Children. You're recruiting children to hate our police officers. How dare you? You have a librarian in the high school passing out Black Lives Matter pins. When a student asks for a blue live, why would I have that? Why would she have that? What did you do for police Police week? Why don't you tell me, sir? What is it you want to tell me? You've had your two minutes. I don't need two minutes. I can, I can go as long as I like. No, that's not the board. No? Oh. Who, where does it say that I can't? Is there a law against that? We do have policy. a policy. A board policy. Who, who makes these board policies? The board. The board. And who pays the board? Nobody. 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 The chair you're sitting on, we pay for it. The lights that are on, we pay for it. We pay for everything. You want to silence me because I spoke the truth. I spoke the truth. Everyone out there heard me. Whether they agree or they don't, they're going to start looking into it. And now you're, go- now you're exposed. That's all. It's going to end. This indoctrination and hatred towards our police officers, this systematic racism and cancel culture, it's going to end. You came to the wrong school district to do this, okay? You need to respect every child. So therefore, no politics should be discussed in school. Rather, whether it be conservatism, democratic, liberalism. You gave a, 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 a survey after the elections. Why? Why did you ask students who they voted for? What did it matter? No answer, huh? You have no answers for me. I I didn't expect an answer. That's okay, though. We'll get them some way or another. Same way you can't show us where all our money goes, right? Yeah, that's what I thought. Thank you. Wow. 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 Can you hear them talking under their breath, trying to figure out how to shut her up? And she was well-informed. And Tatiana Ibrahim speaks for tens of millions of us. You don't have to agree with every little thing she said. But you know, the rhinos and so I can hear them, the never-Trumpers now saying, it's not what she said, it's the way she said it. Now let me tell you something. She didn't do anything violent. She didn't do anything dramatic. She got up to that podium and that microphone, a mother, a parent, a taxpayer, and said it as it is. Fantastic. So I want to salute Tatiana Ibrahim. And we'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Are you worried about America's future? Times of trouble are full of reasons to despair. But those who built and have preserved our country didn't despair. And if we are going to do our part, we need to draw on the books, the history, and the ideas that gave our forefathers and mothers strength and inspiration. 
Hillsdale College was founded in 1844 to teach these things, and it teaches them still today. The great news is that we can all study these things along with Hillsdale College professors right in our homes. Through Hillsdale's free online courses, we can study the history of our civilization, the wisdom of ancient Judeo-Christian philosophers, and the writings of Shakespeare and Mark Twain. We can reacquaint ourselves with our Constitution. We can learn how the Constitution has been undermined, and more importantly, how it can be recovered. My friends, as we fight in defense of family, faith, and freedom, let us draw on the best of the past with Hillsdale's guidance to save the greatest nation on earth. Begin learning today at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. Tatiana Ibrahim doesn't strike me as a white supremacist, does she, you must produce? Then there's Jessica Menendez, or Mendez, rather. She doesn't strike me as a white supremacist either. These are minorities. And she's in Loudoun County, Virginia, apparently. Here's John Roberts at Fox asking her a question. Cut 12, go. Why are you against this equity initiative? Well... Because it's clear to us that they've, to fight for schools, that they have hired the Equity Collaborative and we have invoices that say that, you know, to teach critical race theory to teachers and administrators. Um, So they're trying to use this theory and apply it in the classroom, you know, and I've seen it firsthand. I have my second grader um, had slides in her classroom that say, you know, that white um that um how to be an anti-racist leader and it's not good enough just not to be racist anymore now my child has to be an activist and that's just not the school's job a racist activist because by the time we're done here and by the time you're done reading american marxism you're going to see and you're going to know that this is a racist ideology that is a front for american marxism I'm going to get into every damn detail. And it's crucially important. So what these school districts are doing is they're not just pushing racism. They're pushing Marxism. And you'll hear it out of the writings and the mouths of those who invented this ideology. And why they invented this ideology. The National Education Association and the American Federation of Teachers are all in. They support this and they promote it. We've lost control of our schools. We did a long time ago. But now it's time to get them back. It's time to get them back. You can see little pockets here and there fighting back. We're going to galvanize. We're going to rally. Won't be little pockets anymore. Be a massive movement, I hope, of tens of millions of us. I'll be right back. Are you worried about America's future? Times of trouble are full of reasons to despair. But those who built and have preserved our country didn't despair. And if we are going to do our part, we need to draw on the books, the history, and the ideas that gave our forefathers and mothers strength and inspiration. Hillsdale College was founded in 1844 to teach these things, and it teaches them still today. The great news is that we can all study these things along with Hillsdale College professors right in our homes. Through Hillsdale's free online courses, we can study the history of our civilization, the wisdom of ancient Judeo-Christian philosophers, and the writings of Shakespeare and Mark Twain. 
We can reacquaint ourselves with our Constitution. We can learn how the Constitution has been undermined, and more importantly, how it can be recovered. My friends, as we fight in defense of family, faith, and freedom, let us draw on the best of the past with Hillsdale's guidance to save the greatest nation on earth. Begin learning today at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. Nobody says it better than Mark Levin. I'll go with what Mark Levin said, because nobody could say it better. Call in now at 877-381-3811. There's a lot to cover today. Not in a ping-pong-pong-ball fashion, but because there's a lot to cover today. And I've been thinking of a different way to do this, and I really can't. And so just... Bear with me. I want to play a few minutes of my appearance on Hannity, and then I want to elaborate on a point uh, where I have more time to actually do it. And, uh, and Sean always gives me a lot of time, so that's not my point. My point is I need more time to elaborate on this. So take a listen to this, and let's see what point you think I need to elaborate on. Now, I've talked a lot about Dr. Fauci. I've talked a lot about the Wuhan lab. We're among the first to have the former New York Times senior editor for their science pages on the program. And it was his article on May 4th, or maybe it was May 5th, in the Bulletin of Atomic Sciences. That really blew the lid off of this. Doesn't matter who was mentioning it first, this guy put the pieces together. He put the pieces together. You're hearing a lot of information being put out there that's based on his article. But again, I've been trained to give credit where credit is due. I'm not Joe Biden. So anyway, here's some of the discussion that took place, and then I want to pick up on a point that I think is bigger, even bigger, than this virus, as horrendous and horrific as it was. Massive cover-up, as I said on TV last night, as I said behind this microphone. And by the way, Mr. Producer, all the parrots are out there now saying there's a massive cover-up. Yes, there's a massive cover. It's true. Cut 20, go. You know, Sean, it's not just Dr. Fauci. First of all, it would be one of the most unimaginable ironies in our history if the federal department responsible for protecting us from a pandemic contributed to creating one. And this gets to the heart of the matter, the nature of government, the nature of politicians. You see, Biden and the Democrats want to centralize more and more power. They're trying to destroy the suburbs as I speak. They want to control health care. They want to control energy. They want to control all these things. But they're incompetent boobs. Who are these people in the bureaucracy? Nobody ever gets fired. People aren't necessarily hired based on merit. But they grab more and more of our power. We have vaccines today. Of course the government contributed to that. But without the private sector, we wouldn't have vaccines. We wouldn't have masks. We wouldn't have any of these things. And so Biden and the Democrat Party's war on the private sector, massive taxes, massive economic dislocation, massive regulations, and all these other things, they deny us the things that make uh, life much, much better. Now, look at big tech. Big tech. Look at big media. None of them, or very few of them, reported on the lab issue, or allowed anybody to even discuss it, even if they had scientific backgrounds, even if they were, they were well-known. You know, one of the great men, and he's an unsung hero in this, is a fellow by the name of Nicholas Wade, who helped blow the lid off this one month ago. 
in a piece he wrote, The Origin of COVID, Did People or Nature Open Pandora's Box at Wuhan? This is the piece that should be credited with all the talk we now hear in the last month. It was in the Bulletin of the Atomic Scientists. I don't know about you, but I'm a regular subscriber, and I like to look at the pictures. But seriously, this man who I had on my Sunday show two Sundays ago, he's a former senior editor at the New York Times on science. And he spent a year retired. He's about 80 years old looking into this. And he's the one that looked at the grant. And he's the one that wondered what happened to the moratorium on this gain of, of uh, access uh, research. It is, he is the one that questioned the lack of curiosity of the media. And that grabbed the media's attention that one of their own was raising serious questions. He's the one who pointed out that the grant that went to this third party in New York, part of that was used to fund the, the Wuhan lab, which investigates what? Which does science on coronaviruses and makes them more lethal, more deadly. And it is he the one that looked at the Lancet publication and another medical publication and raised questions about all these virologists signing on to these letters, which was used by the media when he said, there's not one scintilla of evidence, Mr. Fauci, Dr. Fauci, not one that this was caused from an animal to human uh, a transformation. It never happened. They don't have any evidence. This has been communist Chinese propaganda. And he writes in the article, Science is supposedly a self-correcting community of experts who constantly check each other's work. So why didn't other virologists point out that the, the Anderson group and these other groups' argument was full of absurd large holes? Perhaps because in today's universities, speech can be very costly. Careers can be destroyed for stepping out of line. Any virologist who challenges the community's declared view risks having his next grant application turned down by the panel of fellow virologists that advises the government grant distribution agency. I recommend, seriously, you can go online, you can get it. It's the bullet, bullet, Bulletin of the uh, Atomic Scientist by Nicholas Wade. Read it. Everything you're hearing on TV and radio is really based on this column. Now, I want to make a couple other points quickly here. This should inform us. When people run around and talk about man-made climate change... Now, stop. And they... Listen to this very carefully. Go ahead. ...to back it up. And they close down anybody who raises questions as deniers. And we're supposed to transform our entire free market economy into some kind of Marxist socialist dream. That we're going to destroy fossil fuels and sign on to some crummy deal... Uh, that, we, that we just did again in Paris and so forth. We're going to follow the science, they say. Ladies and gentlemen, newsflash. The science has been politicized, and not by conservatives, but by the radical left. They want to destroy our economy based on their science. They want to destroy the private sector, the fossil fuel industry, based on their science. Now, I want to elaborate on this. This is very, very important as I see it. You see what happened with this virus. And it's highly likely. In fact, it's as close to certain as we can come without the data that the communist Chinese destroyed to cover up what took place here. That monies from uh, Dr. Fauci's organization went to a third party and monies from that grant then went to this Wuhan lab to advance the scientific activity related to in creating a more lethal virus from these various bat viruses, coronaviruses. 
And I'm convinced there's a massive cover-up. And I've been calling it a cover-up now for the last few days. Nobody else has the guts, but now they do, and it's important. It's a cover-up. For Dr. Fauci to testify first in some kind of a ambiguous manner about the grant and so forth. They've had plenty of time to track this down and figure out what took place. And then we had two groups of virologists, including one gentleman leading one of the groups who had a conflict of interest since it was his money from the grant he got from the government that went to the lab, that basically called anybody who would even think about this virus being leaked from the lab as a conspirator and a conspiracy theorist. And of course, the Democrat Party uh, and the media, one and the same, grabbed that and promoted that. Now, I'm not going to go through all the history again. We've done that several times here. I want to make a bigger point, which I touched on with Sean. This is going on throughout our government and throughout our private sector. We have something called man-made climate change. What does that mean? What does it mean? It means that we human beings, particularly those of us in the United States, are creating changes in the climate. We're making hurricanes more numerous, hurricanes more intense. And not just hurricanes, floods. It's getting hotter and it's getting colder. More earthquakes, more volcanoes. Mother Nature is not to blame, we're to blame. Now, where's the science behind this? It's all over the map. Now, one of the things that big media and big tech did when it came to this virus is it shut down, shut down, censored any and all discussion about the source of this coronavirus. Even though a number of people who are raising questions, forget about politicians, forget about TV hosts, were experts working in various universities and various labs all over the world, raising the question. As late as March, our own CDC director, former director, raised the question, but there were many others. And Facebook under Zuckerberg, Twitter under, uh, what's that creep's name again? Jack Dorsey, Cook at Apple, the Googleites and all the rest of them, shut it down. Shut it down. Censored it. Removed it from their massive platforms. Censorship does that, you see. Censorship prevents, prevents the accumulation of knowledge. It prevents the advancement of science and medicine. Because it takes sides. It takes political sides. Certain things we know are facts. Water's wet. That's one of them. A wheel is round. Got it? Understand that? But there are disputes. There are challenges. There are debates about certain things. And when you have billionaires in California, when you have press people who know nothing, and you have a Democrat party that pushes a radical agenda... 
colluding to prevent the discussion, even the discussion of science and medicine in order to attain actual knowledge, this is what you get. Hydroxychloroquine. It's a rather benign drug, really. But there were scientists in France, not fools, not kooks, who believed, based on their own testing, that this over-the-counter, on-the-shelf drug in combination with vitamin D and zinc and so forth, could have a positive effect in terms of initial stages of people who got the virus or as a potential prophylactic. And then all of a sudden you hear about all these possibilities that it may harm you. The FDA approved this drug in the 1940s, for God's sakes. Tens of millions of people have taken it. It was a lie. It's not going to cause mayhem. The virus caused mayhem. And then all of a sudden, hydroxychloroquine, you couldn't get it from certain pharmacies. If you dared to raise it on the internet, you got the scarlet lever or bounced. The media dismissed you as a kook. Now, man-made climate change. We are prepared to destroy our entire economic system and spend ourselves into Weimar Republic-like debt based on shockingly flawed so-called science that is said to back up the idea of man-made climate change. You have experts who said, well, okay, Maybe the Earth's getting a little warmer, but nothing to worry about. Not warm enough to matter. You have other scientists, experts, who say, actually, the Earth is not getting warmer. That these models are wrong. You have other experts who have uncovered fraudulent activities by UN committees that have been set up to look at this. And on and on and on. But the American Marxist wants to believe Because for them, it's not about climate change. It's not about Black Lives Matter. It's about turning our country inside out. And changing it. Not for the good. To take the liberties we have in this country and abuse them in order to destroy them for you. Because they are righteous. And they have a plan and you're in the way. And you need to shut up. We're not interested in what you have to say. We're not interested in what you have to think. Unless you think like us, unless you agree with us. There are many experts who reject the whole idea of man-made climate change. But there's a reason why the American Marxists, with the help of people like Chuck Todd, who's an ignoramus, change our language from global cooling to global warming, now climate change, because it includes everything. Every single thing that happens in our country. If you look at liberty and tyranny, I have a whole chapter on this. Remember that, Mr. Producer? I put the list of newspaper articles on what climate change was causing. Back then we called it, uh, you know, global warming. It went on page after page after page after page. Because you see, ladies and gentlemen, 
Where's the science? Chuck Todd announced, NBC News will not have climate deniers. Not on his program. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Are you worried about America's future? Times of trouble are full of reasons to despair. But those who built and have preserved our country didn't despair. And if we are going to do our part, we need to draw on the books, the history, and the ideas that gave our forefathers and mothers strength and inspiration. Hillsdale College was founded in 1844 to teach these things, and it teaches them still today. The great news is that we can all study these things along with Hillsdale College professors right in our homes. Through Hillsdale's free online courses, we can study the history of our civilization, the wisdom of ancient Judeo-Christian philosophers, and the writings of Shakespeare and Mark Twain. We can reacquaint ourselves with our Constitution. We can learn how the Constitution has been undermined, and more importantly, how it can be recovered. My friends, as we fight in defense of family, faith, and freedom, let us draw on the best of the past with Hillsdale's guidance to save the greatest nation on earth. Begin learning today at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. I, I, I don't know. I have to express myself. I, I am beyond excited about this book, American Marxism. And when you do receive it on July 13th, those of you pre-ordering it, take your time with it. It is loaded with information. Your eyebrows will rise and your chin will drop. And I'm not even trying to be provocative. Things are going to make a lot more sense. They're going to make a whole lot more sense. That doesn't mean you're going to like them, but they're going to make a lot more sense. And I'm predicting I will come under brutal attack, and I don't give a damn. I can defend myself. And this book already, it comes out in about five weeks, has sold 120,000 units. 106,000 hardback. 14,000 ebook and audio. This is a very, very good sign. A very, very good sign. As I speak, it's number one on Amazon right now. That's because of you. We'll be right back. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. I'm Mark Levin. Our number is 877 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. We'll be taking some calls. This Sunday is the 77th anniversary of D-Day. It's amazing how we forget things. It's amazing what things are taught and not taught. I wonder in these schools that are pushing racism, trying to mainstream racism, I wonder about how many battles of World War II, World War I, 
the Civil War, the Revolutionary War, the Korean War, the Vietnam War, Iraq, Afghanistan, and so forth. I wonder how much of that is actually taught. Damn little. Thank you, National Education Association. Thank you, American Federation of Teachers. Thank you, overpaid administrators, and so many overweight members of our school boards who get sucked right into the bureaucracy. I know, I was on the school board. I saw it happen right in front of my eyes. 77th anniversary of D-Day. Well, these are things that we don't forget here. I want you to listen to this footage captured live as it was happening. CBS News was black and white footage back then. But take a listen to this. Cut 21, go. Powerful invasion air force ever launched. Some of the 11,000 planes that opened the path through the so-called impregnable Atlantic Wall. Between Lalbe and Cherbourg in Normandy, the Allied lightning strikes. Backing up the mightiest invasion by air, 4,000 ships, combat and landing craft carry the war to the enemy by sea. The Coast Guard, the Navy, the Air Forces land hundreds of thousands of British, Canadians... Let's stop right here. I'm afraid I have to have a minimum of commentary, but... See, all these white supremacists were were attacking uh, the Third Reich in order to defeat the Third Reich and to liberate most of Europe and to liberate the concentration camps. Most of these white supremacists, and many of the white supremacists who died that day, you can find their... Well, you can find them buried at Arlington National Cemetery, and some of them are still buried in France. Of course, what I'm doing is trying to tear a hole into the left in the way they treat us and our history. So many of these men never, never even got to the beach. They were killed in their landing crafts as soon as that door flopped down. And you look at those who are pushing this agenda today. What the hell have they ever done to this, for this country? What the hell did Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, these frauds, AOC, these people they take from the country. They disgust me. Go ahead. ...doorstep within a few days. Isolating Cherbourg with its strategic harbor is the immediate objective. Landings are made under a naval barrage. <laughs> President Roosevelt said, let our hearts beast out. And later, Germany is the first on the list for destruction. These troops bucking the choppy seas in the channel heeded his words. While landings were successful, we were not without our losses. Each hour, and the enemy's hedgehog defenses are ahead. This is the supreme moment of invasion. This is frontal assault on an entrenched enemy.
Heroic medical corpsmen remove wounded for return to England. The first batch of Nazi prisoners, the supermen who believed their west wall impregnable, and a Frenchman to whom the stars and stripes spell liberty. He's waited a long time for this. What he says wouldn't pass the censor. During the landings, the merciless pounding of the entire invasion area continues. Here is real pinpoint bombing. One of the last bridges between the invasion coast and Paris gets it. When the beachhead is established, heavier equipment is moved in. Reinforcements for those heroes who are bringing liberation to the people of Europe. The cost of our initial landing was but a fraction of what our leaders expected. More than 10,000 German prisoners were captured in the first few days of the battle. And we know one Hun who's not going to peddle any more Nazi philosophy. The Allied advance is rapid as we mop up town after town. Some Yank will have a nice doormat when he gets back home. The Supreme Commander, General Eisenhower, holds an early conference with General Montgomery, the commander of English ground troops, and they see that all operations go according to plan. These are the men who will lead us to victory, along with General Omar Bradley with glasses, who commands our infantry. The cost of our first landing was low, but many wounded are returned to English ports, men injured in that first assault. Let these pictures remind us that there's still a long road ahead to Berlin. The bond you buy in this fifth war loan drive can help men like these on the path to victory. Now it's your turn. Buy that extra bond today. The good old days, folks. Wonder what LeBron James thinks about that. Hmm? The modern media. Wonder what they think about this. Ronald Reagan was in Normandy 37 years ago, June 6th. 1984, the 40th anniversary of D-Day. Take a listen. Cut 22. Go. Forty summers have passed since the battle that you fought here. You were young the day you took these cliffs. Some of you were hardly more than boys with the deepest joys of life before you. Yet you risked everything here. Why? Why did you do it? Well, what impelled you to put aside the instinct for self-preservation and risk your lives to take these cliffs? What inspired all the men of the armies that met here? We look at you and somehow we know the answer. It was faith and belief. It was loyalty and love. The men of Normandy had faith that what they were doing was right Faith that they fought for all humanity. Faith that a just God would grant them mercy on this beachhead or on the next. 
It was the deep knowledge, and pray God we have not lost it, that there is a profound moral difference between the use of force for liberation and the use of force for conquest. Amen. You were here to liberate, not to conquer. And so you and those others did not doubt your cause. And you were right not to doubt. You all knew that some things are worth dying for. One's country is worth dying for. And democracy is worth dying for because it's the most deeply honorable form of government ever devised by man. All of you loved liberty. All of you were willing to fight tyranny. And you knew the people of your countries were behind you. The Americans who fought here that morning knew word of the invasion was spreading through the darkness back home. They fought or felt in their hearts, though they couldn't know in fact, that in Georgia they were filling the churches at 4 a.m. In Kansas, they were kneeling on their porches and praying. And in Philadelphia, they were ringing the Liberty Bell. Something else helped the men of D-Day. Their rock-hard belief that providence would have a great hand in the events that would unfold here. That God was an ally in this great cause. And so the night before the invasion, when Colonel Wolverton asked his parachute troops to kneel with him in prayer, he told them, do not bow your heads, but look up so you can see God and ask his blessing in what we are about to do. Also that night, General Matthew Ridgway on his cot, listening in the darkness for the promise God made to Joshua, I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. These are the things that impelled them. These are the things that shaped the unity of the Allies. When the war was over, there were lives to be rebuilt and governments to be returned to the people. There were nations to be reborn. Above all, there was a new peace to be assured. These were huge and daunting tasks, but the Allies summoned strength from the faith, belief, loyalty, and love of those who fell here. They rebuilt a new Europe together. There was first a great reconciliation among those who had been enemies, all of whom had suffered so greatly. The United States did its part, creating the Marshall Plan to help rebuild our allies and our former enemies. The Marshall Plan led to the Atlantic Alliance, a great alliance that serves to this day as our shield for freedom, for prosperity, and for peace. In spite of our great efforts and successes, not all that followed the end of the war was happier planned. Some liberated countries were lost. The great sadness of this loss echoes down to our own time in the streets of Warsaw, Prague, and East Berlin. Soviet troops that came to the center of this continent did not leave when peace came. They're still there, uninvited, unwanted, unyielding, almost 40 years after the war. Because of this, Allied forces still stand on this continent. Today, as 40 years ago, our armies are here for only one purpose— to protect and defend democracy. The only territories we hold are memorials like this one and graveyards where our heroes rest. We in America have learned bitter lessons from two world wars. It is better to be here ready to protect the peace 
than to take blind shelter across the sea, rushing to respond only after freedom is lost. We've learned that isolationism never was and never will be an acceptable response to tyrannical governments with expansionist intent. But we try always to be prepared for peace, prepared to deter aggression, prepared to negotiate the reduction of arms, and yes, prepared to reach out again in the spirit of reconciliation. In truth, there is no reconciliation we would welcome more than a reconciliation with the Soviet Union, so together we can listen, lessen the risks of war now and forever. The great Ronald Reagan. You listen to the newsreel, you listen to Ronald Reagan. Have we lost our core? Have we lost our center? I don't believe so. I believe the culture has been aligned against us by these various movements spawned by Marxism. They have a voice in modern media, they have a voice in big tech, they have a voice in Washington, and they have a voice in entertainment. But there's still tens of millions of us who have not been devoured by this poison. And we have no intention of being devoured by this poison. When I was listening to that CBS reel, now President Reagan, I thought to myself, I wonder if the communist Chinese regime has any idea who we real Americans are. Then I thought to myself, I wonder if Joe Biden has any idea who we real Americans are. And Chuck Todd. And Don Lemon. And all the rest of the gaggle and the riffraff in the media. And the Democrat Party. I wonder. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Over 2,000 of you, my listeners, made the switch from overpriced wireless carriers to Pure Talk over the past few months. We want the rest of you to join us and to see what we're talking about. If you're with AT&T and Verizon or T-Mobile, your family could save over $800 a year just by switching to Pure Talk. You get great coverage, you can keep your phone and your number, and you'll save a fortune. Pure Talk is the top-rated wireless company by Consumer Affairs with the absolute best consumer service team based right here in America. Does that sound good? Well, it gets better. Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data, just $30 a month. And if you go over on data, they don't charge you for it. They don't care. Go to puretalkusa.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. Again, puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin, L-E-V-I-N Podcast. And when you do, you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. You know, President Trump, Back on June 6, 2019, the 75th anniversary of D-Day, he was at Normandy, the Normandy Cemetery, 
And he gave a fantastic speech. And we're going to play just a couple of minutes of that after the bottom of the hour. Now, why am I doing this? Well, if I don't do it, nobody will. But even more than that, it's important to remember who we really are. Not who our enemies within tell us who we are. It's important to remember our real history. Not the history who our enemies within want to tell us. Very, very important that our children and our grandchildren know that many people perished in battle after battle throughout our history so we could have this fantastic country. They're not tenured Marxist professors. They're not overpaid windbags on TV. They're not this new crop of American Marxists who are racists or anti-capitalists and whatever other is there is out there. These men and these women are much better than Joe Biden, Kaepernick, Schumer, and people who are in our faces and in our rooms regardless because of television and radio. We promote people who do not deserve to be promoted. And we listen to people who do not deserve to be listened to. And we sure as hell cannot permit our children to be indoctrinated with this hate, with this racism, and this anti-Americanism. The mother who spoke earlier in the program, I whose clip I paid for you, Tatiana Ibrahim, she said it all, really, didn't she? I will be right back. Mark Levin, America's Tyranny Hunter. Call in now, 877-381-3811. You know, a couple things. I never mention my podcast, which is actually a big mistake. My wife listens to the podcast most of the time. And you can, too, if you're busy one day or if you unfortunately listen to a station that preempts us or delays us. You can program your own listening habits. You can go to marklevinshow.com. That's the mothership of websites. I own that website. It's the radio website, marklevinshow.com. At the middle of the top of the page, it'll be the home page, click on Audio Rewind. That'll take you to the podcast page. And then pick the podcast platform that you want to use. It's that simple. It's that simple. I hope you'll try it out. And by the way, MarkLevinShow.com, if you ever want to go back and listen to one of the programs, what did he say or what did he mean? Or what? We have a section there that goes back four years. And we have it up there pretty quickly, within 24 hours, don't we, Mr. Producer? The podcast is up at 10 o'clock, but the, the Daily Recall, uh, when people want to listen, that's up there also around 10 o'clock, the Daily Recap. So that's up there. 
literally within an hour or two of the program, not 24 hours. So uh, we want to spread the word. We don't want to hide from anything. Spread the word. Donald Trump, two years ago, on the 75th commemoration of D-Day, June 6, 2019, cut 23, go. They battled not for control and domination, but for liberty, democracy, and self-rule. They pressed on for love and home and country, the main streets, the schoolyards, the churches, and neighbors, the families, and communities that gave us men such as these. They were sustained by the confidence that America can do anything because we are a noble nation with a virtuous people praying to a righteous God. The exceptional might came from a truly exceptional spirit. The abundance of courage came from an abundance of faith. The great deeds of an army came from the great depths of their love. As they confronted their fate, the Americans of the Allies placed themselves into the palm of God's hand. The men behind me will tell you that they are just the lucky ones. As one of them recently put it, all the heroes are buried here. But we know what these men did. We knew how brave they were. They came here and saved freedom. And then they went home and showed us all what freedom is all about. The American sons and daughters who saw us to victory were no less extraordinary in peace. They built families. They built industries. They built a national culture that inspired the entire world. In the decades that followed, America defeated communism, secured civil rights, revolutionized science, launched a man to the moon, and then kept on pushing to new frontiers. And today, America is stronger than ever before. Cut 24. Seven decades ago, the warriors of D-Day fought a sinister enemy who spoke of a thousand-year empire. In defeating that evil, they left a legacy that will last not only for a thousand years, but for all time. For as long as the soul knows of duty and honor, for as long as freedom keeps its hold on the human heart, to the men who sit behind me and to the boys who rest in the field before me, your example will never, ever grow old. Your legend will never die. Your spirit, brave, unyielding, and true, 
will never die. The blood that they spilled, the tears that they shed, the lives that they gave, the sacrifice that they made, did not just win a battle. It did not just win a war. Those who fought here won a future for our nation. They won the survival of our civilization. And they showed us the way to love, cherish, and defend our way of life for many centuries to come. Today, as we stand together upon this sacred earth, we pledge that our nation will forever be strong and united. We will forever be together. Our people will forever be bold. Our hearts will forever be loyal. And our children and their children will forever and always be free. May God bless our great veterans. May God bless our allies. May God bless the heroes of D-Day. And may God bless America. God, do I miss that man. He was a great president. Despite all that's been said about him and written about him, by the same forces that we confront today, and the saboteurs and backstabbers in the Republican Party. Miss him. The nation misses him. You heard how he spoke. Those were beautiful words. You heard how Reagan spoke. Beautiful words. Joe Biden's like a an ambulance chaser. Trying to find historical events run to those historical events that tear this country apart in a thousand different ways. He's a street hack politician, Joe Biden. He's not a leader and he's not a statesman. You heard a leader and a statesman in Donald Trump. You heard a leader and a statesman in Ronald Reagan. You see, Paul Ryan, my friend, we don't need to remake the Republican Party into what it was before Reagan or before Trump. And I say with the deepest respect, you need to open your eyes and your mind, as do your compatriots, to the great things these men did for this country and to the terrible things that are being done to our country today. Terrible. And you should be focused like a laser on confronting those who seek to overturn the most fantastic and fabulous nation mankind has ever established. You see, ladies and gentlemen, 
the American Marxists have finally exposed themselves. They used to just trash the country. And I would tell you, when you trash a country, you're trashing its people. They used to deny that. Just attacking the history. Now they're attacking America's people. They're attacking you. Now they're in our classrooms. They're in our televisions. They're in our books. They get to decide what we read, what we see, what we hear. They get to decide which monuments stand and which monuments don't. They get to define morality in a thousand different ways. They get to tell us what words we can use and what words we cannot use. And then they insist, they insist that we confess that we are no good, rotten human beings. And they insist that our children and our grandchildren do the same thing. As they go through our history and cherry pick it. Looking for the great imperfections rather than the greatness. Those American Yanks saved the world. They defeated Adolf Hitler. They freed babies, children, men and women from concentration camps. They saved half of Europe. And later the rest of it was saved when Reagan won the Cold War. And they did more than that. They defeated fascist Japan a viciously brutal regime and fascist Italy and we didn't conquer we're not imperialists we're not colonialists that would be the Marxists this is what The men and women who chase basketballs and baseballs and hockey pucks and footballs don't quite get. This is what the men and women who make a fortune telling us about the men and women who chase balls and hockey pucks are doing. This is what the people who run the Democrat Party, which is all in now on American Marxism, don't want you to know about your own country the Schumers and the Pelosi's and the other low lives, and they are. This is what the corporatists, the corporatists, don't want you to know as they sell out to Black Lives Matter and all other sorts of organizations because they fear retribution or they agree with them. But there's still millions of us left. Red-blooded Americans of every color. It's interesting that the first governmental entity to integrate was the United States military, not the bureaucracy. It's also interesting that the first Democrat progressive so-called president 
desegregated the military, excuse me, resegregated the military, Woodrow Wilson. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Over 2,000 of you, my listeners, made the switch from overpriced wireless carriers to Pure Talk over the past few months. We want the rest of you to join us and to see what we're talking about. If you're with AT&T and Verizon or T-Mobile, your family could save over $800 a year just by switching to Pure Talk. You get great coverage, you can keep your phone and your number, and you'll save a fortune. Pure Talk is the top-rated wireless company by Consumer Affairs with the absolute best consumer service team based right here in America. Does that sound good? Well, it gets better. Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data, just $30 a month. And if you go over on data, they don't charge you for it. They don't care. Go to puretalkusa.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. Again, puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin, L-E-V-I-N Podcast. And when you do, you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. I think we should slip in the call here, here and there. Let's see. Let us go to Claudia, Long Branch, New Jersey, the great WABC. How are you, Claudia? Hi, Mark. Thank you so much for taking my call. First, I want to say I share your sentiment about being attacked. I don't give a darn. We have intellects to save. Mm -hmm. Second, I would like to make two points about critical race theory. I'm a public high school teacher in Long Branch, New Jersey. I have no fear. I will never bow to the crowds, Mr. Levin. Never. Wonderful. I want to make two points to my colleagues, especially teachers. Either your colleagues just don't know what critical race theory is, or they do, and they've been disillusioned by those, um, what I call euphemistic terms, equity, diversity, anti-racism. But as James Lindsay says, That's the outside of the cereal box. Sounds nice, but when you look inside, it's really about a Marxist cultural revolution. Uh Number two, your colleagues are pro-critical race theory in which you must engage and challenge them. This is critical. I'm doing that. I'm doing that, Mr. Levin, as much as I can. And there are three scenarios at play. Either I get pushed back, I get silenced, or I have my fellow colleagues who want to know. But they're just mm-hmm. too afraid to, to, to speak out. You are fantastic, Claudia. You are fantastic. And uh, if anybody ever tries to take you down, professionally, of course, make sure you call us back, Claudia. Because we will have your back, too. God bless you. And I'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, this final hour of the podcast is sponsored exclusively by AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we care about, faith, family, and freedom. Thank you for listening, and please support AMAC. And you can become a member at amac.us slash join. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post. 
deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. I'm Mark Levin. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. I will try to get to as many of you as I can this hour. But before I do, CNN's ratings have plummeted. I mean, they are off by like 25%. So you have to ask yourself, what a useless carbon footprint that is. But I'm quite serious. Their numbers are minuscule. A couple hundred thousand watching certain shows. That's nothing. Nothing. Their ratings are cratering. Now, MSNBC's ratings are falling too. Not as much as CNN, but they're falling significantly. Foxes are down a little bit, maybe 3%, something like that. But it's still the king of the hill. But what's happening to CNN is really quite remarkable. I don't mean in terms of substance. They're absolutely awful. But they haven't changed course. They keep doing the same thing, which is lying to you. Playing to a niche audience. Now, one of the reasons is you have the likes of Brian Stelter, who's a propagandist and a demagogue. But Virtually every host there must be a propagandist and a demagogue or they're not going to have their job. Because Jeff Motherzucker is the biggest propagandist and and a demagogue in existence over there. And we know, thanks to James O'Keefe and Project Veritas, what a phony, fraudulent operation that is. It's taken down people like fake Jake Tapper, Wolf Blitzer, is he still with us? And all the rest of them. But D. Lemon, as Fredo Cuomo calls him, another, another Mr. Ethics there, he was on CNN yesterday. Why, I don't know. You would have thought if there was really a, uh, an issue of merit that D. Lemon would have hit the sidewalk a long time ago. And he wants you to think that the filibuster has a long and disgraceful history. The filibuster is racist. Everything they oppose is racist. Everything they support is righteous. They're mentally unhinged, are they not? To the extent they can be mental. Cut eight, go. President Biden ran on bipartisanship, but he's got a major obstacle to that. His name is Mitch McConnell. No, actually, his name is Joe Biden, you idiot. President Biden ran on bipartisanship, but he's got a major obstacle to that. His name is Mitch McConnell. No, his name is... Joe Biden. But let's go on. Go ahead. His mission to block and obstruct any efforts by Democratic president. To block and obstruct any efforts by Democrat presidents that he believes will harm this nation. That's his job. That's his job. I guess you're not familiar with basic civics, are you, Donnie? Go ahead. And he wields the Republicans' favorite weapon, and that is the filibuster. No, no, actually, it was the Democrats' favorite weapon. See, this is the problem. Stupid and ideological, that's a bad mix. It's a bad mix, and it doesn't attract an audience. 
It doesn't attract a real audience. It attracts, you know, nut jobs. So, it says, uh, let's, uh, it's its favorite weapon, the filibuster. Now, the filibuster is the favorite weapon of the Democrats. They used it constantly against Donald Trump, and I don't remember D. Lemon raising his voice once. Not once. Anyway, go ahead. Let's go through the history of the filibuster, just so you know. Audience, American people, mansion, cinema. The filibuster okay, let's rule. learn history from D. Lemon. Because we all know he's a very bright man who will teach history. No, he's an idiot who doesn't know history. Like the idiot who follows him. Go ahead. Long, disgraceful history of being abused to block civil rights and voting rights bills. So the filibuster, which is a parliamentary technique that's been in place since Rome, is racist. The filibuster is racist. Now, what does Professor D. Lemon leave out here? The filibuster's not racist. The Democrat Party is racist. It was the Democrat Party that used the filibuster. It's like saying a water fountain's racist because it says blacks may not drink here. The Democrat Party did that too. It's like a school building's racist because the Democrats say little black kids can't go to school with little white kids. Well, the Democrat Party did that too. The building's not racist. The water fountain's not racist. The filibuster's not racist. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a pattern in practice here. And that would be of what? The Democrat Party being racist. Notice D. Lemon. Let's talk some history here with the American people with Manchin and cinema. Isn't talking history at all. Now, I've been making the point now for years, and apparently it's now caught the attention of a few of my friends on Fox. I've been making the point for years that how is it the Democrat Party escapes escapes its history. How is it? You've got Confederate general monuments being pulled down. You even have Civil War heroes monuments being pulled down. We go on and on, they do on the left, about a systemically racist America. And yet the Democrat Party is, is intact. It's intact. They talk about reparations. Well, let the Democrat Party pay reparations. And so the history of the filibuster is not, is not the blocking of civil rights and voting rights bills. It's the Democrat Party using the filibuster. It's the Democrat Party now, which has switched from being racist segregationist to being racist Marxist. Now they want to destroy the independence of the courts. I have huge problems with the courts, but I don't want to destroy its independence. But no, D. Lemon's history lesson. D. Lemon. Moron. But let's get rid of this filibuster, you see, because it was used to, to try and block civil rights legislation. I, well, okay, let's get rid of the New York Times since it covered up the Holocaust. Why don't we do that? If we're going to start making lists, let's make lists. But the filibuster in the hands of the Democrats has a history for a period of time 
being used by the racists and the segregationists. You know, Joe Biden's early friends. But it's also been used to do very, very important things, like to protect our capitalist system, like to limit the size of the central government. But that doesn't matter to D. Lemon. I wonder if D. Lemon on his show tonight will even mention D-Day. Isn't his show going on now, Mr. Producer? Nobody knows. Nobody has a clue. Is he on now? I think he is, 8 to 9, but I could be dead wrong. I don't know. No, we won't hear much about that. Tell me, will we hear from the Democrats today? Now that I've said it, they may over the weekend, but will we hear from them about how the American troops... Storm D-Day, the beginning of the invasion of Europe to save the world. Are we going to hear about that? You ever been to Arlington Cemetery? Many of you have. And you see the rows and rows of crosses. With some stars of David. The rows and rows of crosses, thousands, tens of thousands, our military and other cemeteries all over the country, all over the world, filled with Americans who never got to live the life of a professional basketball player, professional baseball player, professional football player, never got to live the life that Don Lemon and Cuomo Tapper and others live, never got to enjoy freedom the way that Schumer has and Biden has and Kamala Harris and and the Pelosi's. Many of them killed when they're 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 25, 28. Rows and rows and rows. And make no mistake about it. According to Joe Biden, his own words applied to that cemetery. The vast majority of the people in that cemetery were white supremacists. Well, who else is he talking about? According to Black Lives Matter, the vast majority of those people there were white supremacists. Well, who else are they talking about? And imperialists and colonialists. This is a real poison, ladies and gentlemen. The Democrat Party is poison. The American media is not a free press. It's poison. The teachers' unions, they're poison. Tenured professors, poison. Don Lemon, CNN. I hope CNN falls and falls and falls till it finds the other end of the planet. It's a real cancer on our body politic. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. 
More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. to mention this earlier. Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, Life, Liberty, and Levin on Fox. Very important program. Very little is being said about or focused on what is being done to Donald Trump by the Manhattan District Attorney and the New York Attorney General. This is a program that's been in the works for a little while now. And I hope you'll watch it. Again, this Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Very important. I'm going to, with the help of others, expose the District Attorney of Manhattan, and then I'm also going to expose the Attorney General of New York. Because the effort now to take out Donald Trump as private citizen has all the hallmarks of totalitarian regimes all around the world. Up until now, we didn't do this in the United States. But this is more of this totalitarian mindset, this American Marxism mindset. What's been done to Donald Trump as a candidate, then a president-elect, then president, in the last election, and now, is shameful. Absolutely disgusting. And so you have these pockets of hardcore leftists. And you have an outrageous Supreme Court decision that opened the door to this kind of abuse. And that is a door that will not close. And John Roberts and his merry bunch of morons have done exactly that. What is all this talk about UFOs, Mr. Brown? I don't understand. Are they either here? That what? What is this? I don't. Understand. All of a sudden, everybody's talking about UFOs. Yeah, whatever happened? Art Bell, who used to be on what one and three, five in the morning, and he used to uh, broadcast from a desert. Uh, he was kind of cool. I kind of like listening to him because it was kind of fun. But I think he'd be viewed today as an expert. And I have nothing against Art Bell, the, the late Art Bell. Again, he was very, very interesting. But what is it? One person reports on it, then 10 people report it, now 100 people. Okay, okay, calm down, everybody. You know, communist China wants to destroy us. Well, I don't know, we're focused on something. Oh, okay. The border is still wide open. Oh, all right. It's just so weird to me. I, I'm just saying. I believe something's out there. Okay, great. They're going to release a report. This thing's been in the works a little while. Okay, great. 
Can we wait for the report? No, we can't wait for the report. I'm just saying. To step back and watch what draws attention. and, and uh, It's just it's very interesting. Nah, not really. It's actually kind of weird. Let's go to Jim. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. The great WPHT, our wonderful affiliate there. How are you, Jim? I'm good, sir. How are you? I'm it's great. Now, where in, fi- where in Philly are you? What? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can barely hear you, but I, I will tell you that, um, you know, when I grew up, my both my parents were, um, or not parents, my grandparents were uh, World War II vets, my, both my grandfathers. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, I took it as an absolute honor to speak to them, to talk to them about this. Mm-hmm. And you know when I when I sit here and I, I I see what we're going through now, I don't see this next generation, these people going through this. They 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 don't appreciate what nope. what our forefathers went through to 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 get us to to where we are. No, and it, and, and unless we stand up to this, it's not going to happen, and, and it's worse. What's worse is I don't think we could win a World War II today, and and. Uh, it's not because there aren't tens of millions of us who are, who are, who are patriotic. Uh, it's because there are tens of millions who are not. And so this is what happens when you have a weak underbelly. This is what happens when you have enemies from within. Uh, this is what happens when you have censorship, when you have a cancel culture, when you have a media that mocks people who raise issue. Now we have a big tech that censors people. Uh, these are These are very anti-American, very hostile forces in this country. And you got these labor unions like the teachers unions. uh, And uh, look how Joe Biden uh, slobbers all over these uh, teachers unions and so forth. By the way, all unions are not alike. Like the cops union has nothing to do with the teachers union. The teachers union is the worst. Anyway, go right ahead, Jim. No matter what anyone thinks about President Trump, is that the guy is the first guy... (laughs) to go out there and do actually everything he said he was going to do. And I don't care what they say. I think he was a, a, a terrific president. By the way, may I ask you a weird question? Do they still sell, sell those soft pretzels on the corners in Philadelphia when I was a kid? <laughs> Where in Philadelphia are you? I'm a in Philadelphia, and I'll tell you right now, it yeah. is the most difficult thing I've been doing in the past year and a half. What is the and, hold on? Uh, let's, well, we're not we're not communicating. What is the worst thing you've done? Or I, most I've difficult? I've been a restaurant owner in the in Philadelphia in the last. Oh, you year are. And a half. I am. I am. I own a restaurant. Is it is it still City, open? I'll tell you. We are. We are. Thank God, we're okay. still open. Okay, where is it? Beneficiary. I'll tell you right now. We've been the ben- beneficiary of Barstool Sports. That, okay, that where 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 is it located? Sir, I'm where trying to help you. Keller. Where's your restaurant located? We're in we're in Fairmount. We're in 19th and Cal Hill. What's the name and, of it? Um, Kitten Key. And what kind of food do you have? You got 15 seconds. Yeah, we're 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 general pub. I mean, you know, but you know, your general pub fare. I mean, uh, great beer bar, um, sandwiches, and the like. All right, my friend, I appreciate your call, and I'm glad they helped you. That's a great outfit there. We'll be right back.
AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest-growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. Mark Levin, America's passionately cerebral voice. Talk with that voice now, 877-381-3811. You know, we have all this maiming and criminality going on in our streets and so forth. Well, who's responsible for it? Who's responsible for it? The Democrat Party's responsible for it. The Democrat Party that doesn't believe in law and order. The Democrat Party that, that coddles criminals. The Democrat Party that, that turns the enforcement of criminal laws into a race issue. Joe Biden's responsible for it. Kamala Harris is responsible for it. The Democrat mayors and governors are responsible for it. We can't keep talking in, uh, in abstractions, ladies and gentlemen. Point the finger at where it belongs. The Democrat so-called prosecutors are responsible for it. The attack on our cops. One of the Democrat Party's objectives is responsible for it. They don't get to do hit and run and then pretend it's a society or it's this guy. No, they're responsible for this. They want you to believe that people are in prison because we're a racist society. No, people are in prison because they were convicted of crimes. You have an original trial or plea deal. You have an appeal and an appeal after that. If you can't afford a lawyer, you get a lawyer. People are in prison because they deserve to be in prison. Maybe there's a small percentage that don't. But to say our criminal justice system is systemically racist is more bullcrap that we have to listen to day in and day out. Who the hell runs our criminal justice system? A lot of Democrats, last time I checked. Let's take a few more calls. Mason, Cape Coral, Florida, XM Satellite. Mason, how are you? Hey, Mr. Levin. Yes, sir. I have always, I have always thought about this call. Um, I wanted to tell you, I had started listening to you riding around in my dad's truck when I was a young guy. Um, it made a big impact on me learning what conservatism was and kind of understanding who my father was and I didn't have my head on so straight and ended up buying my first book Liberty and Tyranny reading that and made me a very strong conservative rest of my life to the point that uh, 
all my friends that are not conservatives drives them nuts. But uh, now I'm 29, have a son of my own, and wow, uh, you became the uh, one of the biggest biggest parts of my life. Listening to your show all the time and reading all your books. So wow, I've I got, always I wanted to tell call you. your show and tell you that, Mason. I can't. I mean, I don't know what to say. That's uh, that's really, really kind of you. And the fact that I can have impact on somebody like that is really is, uh, I don't know what else to say other than uh, I'm very grateful. And I'm grateful for your call. I really am. And I'm grateful that you're the young man that you are and the father that you are. And... Uh, well, it's it's been, a, it's been a joy. It's good. It's fun. We listen to your show and we uh, we take part in it together. So it's good. You know what, Mr. Call Screener, get Mason's address. He will be the first recipient when we get American Marxism of a signed copy. So I, I just want to thank you again, Mason, and God bless you, my friend. Have a great weekend. So we'll get his address. And in the weeks ahead, we'll be doing that as well. And um, this weekend, if you get a chance, I hope you'll jump over to Amazon or the Walmart site or Barnes and Noble and pre-order your copy at Amazon. It's almost 40% off. That's a big discount. And these are first edition copies. As I mentioned the other night, if they have to print more books and it's very possible they may, then it's second, third, fourth edition of printings. And they have codes in the book that indicate that. So if this is your thing, you'd want to get the first round of uh, books and as I say, it's uh, it's almost 40% off. And I just want as many people as possible to have it the day of its release. So it's right there at your doorstep. Um, you open the door and there it is. American Marxism. And you'll be ready to hit the ground running. Look, it's not the Bible for crying out loud. But it's the most important book that I've ever written. Given the circumstances we're facing. And I've tried... And I've thought a lot about this when I finished writing, finished writing it. To give you just enough over a period of time to familiarize yourself with what it's all about. Uh, so you can, you know, understand that earnestly the points I'm trying to make and whether this is something uh, that will appeal to you. I pray to God it does. I really do. Because I, I don't know what else to do. And I think together we're much stronger than them. We red-blooded Americans who don't look at race. Who look at individual human beings. And uh, I, just, I just felt there was a real gap here and something needed to be done. And, and we can do this together. I hope so. It appears so. It appears definitely so. And there are patriots, so many of you, all over this country... And I want you to know that. And I want us to work together. And I want us to be focused. We don't have to surrender to this. This is our country. I'm not surrendering to it. And don't forget the Sunday show. It's a very important show. 8 p.m. Eastern Time. If you can't watch it live, you can always DVR it. And spread the word. Uh, Because uh, it really is the only long-form interview show on Fox, and really on cable TV. And I started it, what, is it three years now, Mr. Medusa? Something like that. Maybe four, I don't remember. 
just because I wanted to do it differently. And this is the way I do things. So um, I think you like it, given the ratings numbers on that program. And I want to thank you in all endeavors. I want to thank you, the best, smartest, most loyal audience of all audiences. All right, let's get another call in here. Let's go to Slayton in Severance, Colorado, XM Satellite. How are you? I am great, sir, and it is wonderful to talk to you. Thank you. Just lower your radio. That'd be great. There you Say go. Say again? Just lower your radio. Go for it. Uh, yes, sir. And that's, I want we, we, to, uh, we can hear your radio. Just lower your radio. Oh, that's, I think I shut it off. Okay, we're running out of time. I wanted to thank you. Yes, sir. I wanted to thank you and and to say a special thank you to your father and your uncles that were both uncle, both Marines that they mm-hmm. they helped save the man that raised me that made me the man that I am today because he was a prisoner of war in Japan. Oh made my it to goodness! Japan death march and everything that went with it. And I, oh, I wanted to, to put a, a special shout out to you, sir. Well, you're very, very kind. I didn't do anything. My mother's father, my grandfather, fought on Iwo Jima. And uh, his brother-in-law, that is his sister's husband, fought on Guadalcanal. Both Marines are both signed up the same day when we were attacked at Pearl Harbor. And, of course, they were never the same. But these were big, tough, strong men. And, um, and I want to thank you for your very, very kind call. Very kind of you, sir. Take care of yourself. We'll be right back. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead, A-M-A-C dot U-S. People keep asking me, I'm not supposed to do this, but I'll do some of it. In the last chapter, some of the ideas, it's 10,000, 11,000 words long. Look, it's I'm not saying there aren't other ideas. Matter of fact, I want us to discuss other ideas. But the areas I cover are, first of all, a, the, the strategic approaches. Any of the approaches that the left use and that I feel, and I talk about how we can apply them to them. We've talked about this over the years, and now I put some muscle on the bone there, some meat on the bone. And uh, in addition, some of the areas that, that I focus on that we can address, of course, education, 
both K through 12 and uh, university and college uh, education. Now, here's the thing. This book was really completed several months ago. So I have to keep going back, or I did, to try and bring it up to date about events that are occurring. And then I realized, well, I don't really need to keep doing that. Another area that I address in some detail is the corporations and the corporatists. What's to be done about that? Then the general area of climate, which is really a war on small businesses, all businesses, your jobs, your private property, farms, ranches, and so forth and so on. What, what can we do about that? And then I take on Antifa, Black Lives Matter, and rioters. What can we do about that? As citizens, what can we do? Uh, again, I can't get into all these subject matters, but also law enforcement. What can we do to defend and support law enforcement? And I don't mean just sort of generalized ideas. I mean specific ideas. So there, I touched on it very, very briefly. Well, I hope today's show and the shows all week have been somewhat invigorating and, and informative for you. We do everything we can here. I don't cut corners. We work very hard to do that because we know your time is valuable, particularly at this time of the day and night. And I cannot tell you how much I appreciate you, everything you do every day in silence, and how much I appreciate all your efforts, so many of you, that jump in with both feet already with American Marxism. I couldn't be prouder. Now in your honor...
right, folks, the weekend begins now. The week is officially over. Have a great weekend. Don't forget, 8 p.m. Sunday, it's a very, very good uh, Life, Liberty, and Levin, a brand new one. Hope you'll get over to Amazon or one of your favorite sites and pre-order your copy of American Marxism. Thanks for being with me all week. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel. Good night, Spritey. Good night, Griffey. Good night, Pepsi. Good night, Smokey and Zelda and Gigi and my little Barney. Good night, Dad, Mom, and Leo, and God bless each and every one of you.